0: I'm wrestling, do not weep for me. Celebrate what I am. Celebrate what I have been. Celebrate what I represent. And celebrate the many ways I have impacted your life. I will survive this test as I have survived others. I am forever etched into the very fiber of all
1: mankind. The world needs me time is on my side. History guarantees me. I am wrestling.
0: Do not wait for me. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 22 of the T. Rowan Funky Show. I'm your host, Ben Askren, as always, with two-time NCAA champion, Tommy Rowlands, and brought to you, as always, by Defense Soap, Defend What You Have Built. Tommy, what's up? We're, We're on different sides of the world right now. I'm in I'm over here in Manila, and you are uh, in Ohio. What's going on over there Thursday night?
1: Nothing much, my brother. I'm hoping the audio is way better than last time. I apologize to our viewers. Uh, I know that you're one day outside of competition, so thank you for doing episode 22 on the other side of the world, my man. No,
0: I'm actually day of, so it's, it's 8 a.m. now. Oh, I, yeah, I fight tonight, so... We are, they they really booked me up tight this week, and traffic here in Manila is atrocious, so getting anywhere takes forever. Uh, mm-hmm. Yesterday, I did some morning shows, and then uh, it, it was 11 miles away, and getting back to the hotel from 11 miles away it took us two and a half
1: hours. Jeez, yeah, my man. Well, that's why we're filming so late, to yeah. let our viewers know. We we had a bunch of little uh, media obligations yeah. over on the other side of the world, so.
0: Yep. So uh, Now we're here. We're here. We're here And it's it's a good and I'm excited. Um, obviously we're gonna talk about the Olympic team trials and I was excited, I know you're excited, that we didn't want to just skip this week. It wasn't like we had nothing to talk about. We were gonna skip it, so we absolutely we had to do it. So for full disclosure, Tommy was there at the trials and I was um, in Singapore, so you know, I stayed up really late and I, I got to watch all the preliminary front side matches for the most part, and then by the time I woke up I got to watch some of the finals, also. No wrestlebacks, though.
1: Insane Olympic trials. Um, I have wrestled in the previous three, oh four, oh eight, and two thousand twelve. So, and I didn't go to Dallas in two thousand. So it was really my first Olympic trials as a spectator, and just incredible matches, start to finish. Plenty of scraps right in the first round, all the way until the finals. We got plenty to talk about. And then, in an effort to have full disclosure, again, Ben, I think we should only stick with freestyle and put the disclaimer out there that it's no disrespect to the women or Greco we just aren't educated enough to speak on it.
0: Sure, I'm fine with that.
1: Okay, man. So from your vantage point cuz we have not spoken, Mm-mm. what you know, we've texted a little bit, you know, but we have not spoken. What is your impression of the trials overall?
0: Uh I, mean, I think the biggest news to me was that we had two nine seeds win. And that's like I, I I looked back through the trials um, the past handful of years, and like, the, and I, I didn't have the seeds in front of me. I was just reading the winners, right? But right. I don't think there was anyone below a three seed that was winning that I could that I could see yep. anywhere, you know. And usually there's just there's just not a lot of contenders. I you know I don't know what to say. That just they're, it doesn't go that deep. And so for some reason this year there was a.
1: Hey Ben, what were you seated when you made the team in '08?
0: I was one, but I finished. You won the open. Well, yeah, I finished fifth the year before, but then I started beating everyone. Yeah, so, 07, 07
1: yeah. is where you kind of, you know, you, you made a you made a quick transition though. I do remember yeah. that. Well,
0: that was the first time I made seventy four kilos, so that was hard for me. Um, and then in in the fall, I started beating everyone. So by the time I went to the US Open, I was the third seed, and then I won that. And so then I was the one right. seed going into trials. Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, the, and there's been other guys like that that have been a little lower and then you know bump up. But at, literally at the time they of the trials, uh, you know I couldn't find anyone that was that low of a seed. And you know Jaden I think is one case because he's
1: never wrestled anybody. Um, it, he's know, a nine seed, and nine. we're gonna we're gonna get to the story. Which, yeah, it's kind but of – but it's a- crazy. It, it's you knew how talent. You know how like. You it just wasn't as much of a shock to me as Molinaro.
0: I agree, and Molinaro and I said the exact same thing. Molinaro was a shock. He lost to almost everybody in the bracket. I mean, Molinaro literally he lost to everybody. Not a
1: shock, yeah. He wasn't a a shock, Ben. He's a total shock. I mean, like mind blowing shock.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. He is because, like I said, he literally he lost to Tommy. I went through with my brother because my brother was texting me about it, and I'm like. Max, he lost everyone. in the He lost to Metcalf. He lost to Pico. He lost to Oliver. he's lost to Steber He lost to Humphrey. I mean, he lost to everybody in that bracket, and then to, I mean, so you're thinking you got to win five matches to make the team, right? Yeah, and you've lost to everybody. How are you gonna go win five in a row? And he did. He did it somehow. He did it. Well, he won
1: five out of six. But I get your point. Oh yeah, you're right. Five out of six. Um, it was amazing, and then to see him knock off Metcalf. Pico knocks off Oliver, uh, Humphrey knocks off Kennedy. At the time, there was a 40-minute window there where after the quarters and prior to Logan's loss in the semis, I think this is Steber's Olympic team to lose.
0: Yeah. It's an yeah, Olympic yeah.
1: spot to lose. So, you know, I mean, I'm sure he's heartbroken by it. But, you know, everybody took L's in that. Everybody that could have made the team, before, you would have never counted Frank Molinaro as a guy that could no. could make the team. I mean, I so don't, anybody I don't, that I had. think we
0: did. I think we can probably listen to Oh our yeah, last that's show what
1: that. Yeah, that list of four or five guys. I think we would all got, honestly.
0: I think we went all the way down to if I if I remember, I haven't listened to it. I think we went all the way down to Pico at seven. I
1: think yeah, we, we gave Pico a shot. At least I did mentally. I don't know if we did verbally, but I gave him a shot, and he obviously came darn closer than anybody. Mm-hmm. Um. But just amazing. But why don't we? What do we want to start down and work? What do we want to start at the top this time? Get the heavyweights their due and work our way down. Or? Um,
0: sure, whatever you want. Yeah, let's go heavyweights.
1: It seems like it's eight in the morning or something where you're it's at. Eight, it
0: is eight. In the morning. You got to wake up, up, bro. I'm ready. Come, I'm ready. Focus.
1: Normally, normally we tape. It's like ten thirty Central yeah, Time, nine thirty Eastern. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little owl. darker down. Now it's eight p.m. Eastern. I'm ready to rock. My kids are still upstairs, and you're just waking uh. up.
0: May heavyweight's the least interesting of all of them. By yeah, You want to
1: start you want to start with the juiciest or the least juiciest, yeah. your call. Your call. You're well, the one go, that's let's go,
0: let's go heavyweight. Heavyweight Terrell wins. Okay. Not much to talk about.
1: Not much to seen. talk about. Um, he did a good job, very workmanlike. Two-time Olympian, great guy, love him to death, and there's a lot of other heavyweights I really like. So Yeah, let's 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 not uh, waste any more time. I mean, he's sure. he's the man he did what he was supposed to do, and there you go. All right. Um,
0: 96. 97, 90-
1: 97. 97. I think we were both right on our predictions. We both picked Snyder. I said it would be interesting, and it was.
0: Yeah, Varner made him work for it, right?
1: Made him work for it. Um, you know, even in Varner's win, and it's hard to talk about some guy that beat me off the Olympic team in a, in a way that, you know, is slightly incriminated. I think Jake Varner's great, obviously. But. <laughs> In in his, you know, obviously it goes without being said. But at any rate, even in his win, you saw him wearing down as that match ended, mm-hmm. and I still was picking Snyder even in the loss. If that makes yeah, any sense, yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. Um, I mean, it was
0: four to four, so it's not like he beat him up or nothing.
1: Yeah, and it's not like Snyder wrestled bad. He wrestled good, just not good enough with the rules, with the way they are. So. Kudos to Jake Varner for, for sticking it out another quad. I think that's good f- for our sport. Um, I think we're sending the right guy in terms of who has the best chance of doing damage in Rio. And Kyle Snyder, 20-year-old reigning world champion, now on the Olympic team going to Rio, did an awesome job.
0: Yeah, definitely. And Varner didn't have much trouble in the tournament. He got, he got through that pretty easy. Uh, he did. You know, wins 11-0, 6-0. Um, yeah, so no, no one really pushing him in that tournament. And then obviously... Uh, gets the finals like like you said. I had the same I had the same feeling. He wins. Uh, he wins the first match, but it was tight, and you know you just knew Snyder was going to keep bringing the heat and keep getting better and yep. better and better.
1: Right, right. So Kyle Snyder's an animal. It, it's I feel bad even skimming over a twenty year old making the Olympic team, but Kyle, we've known about this about him for the better part of a year on how good he is at the world level, but the next weight class that's pretty baller segue by the way for a rookie um, podcast guy <laughs> um but the next weight class Ben and I'm gonna let you go baby because sure. you called it yeah I did not I actually picked a guy that got wailed on by your pick <laughs> um and I love you Jake um but man go go Ben yeah go Ben I mean Good I time you know credit what? to you brother
0: I re- I wrestle with all these guys and I and Jaden included And, you know, it's almost an incrimination of the freestyle system, but he's just so much bigger than these guys. I mean, there's there's (laughs) the – and on top of being bigger, he can wrestle in every position. You know, that's kind of one of the things that makes him so good is he can move, he can attack, he's good in the upper body, he's good defensively. So I knew there was going to be no position where these uh, more mature, more experienced guys could really exploit him, right? They were going to have to beat him straight up. And so – I mean, when you are realistically look at it, there should be a 175 weight class or something to that effect. But the fact is there's not. And 189 is a weight class, and Jaden's the best guy in the United States at 189 pounds. That's all there is to it.
1: No doubt. And, and we could go on and on about this. And we probably should a little bit about the weight class, the dynamics, Taylor versus Dake in the semis, the interesting match that Dake had with Richard Perry, the wrestlebacks with Taylor versus Herbert, Jake's performance, but no story is better than Jaden. J- Jaden, Sick. I'll give him. I'll, I'll. Does he go by Jaden? Uh huh. It should be Jaden, but since he's since he's gonna go to the Olympics once he qualifies the weight, I'll I'll call him Jaden. Yeah. Anyways, this guy, okay, freak athlete, um, incredible wrestler, great guy, multi talented, phenomenal voice. Sidebar there. Um, the guy's incredible and. Aside from all of his you know, wrestling uh, skills and the things that he showed this weekend at a new level for him, the thing that impressed me the most is that I think Kyle Dake is quite possibly the, the fiercest, grittiest competitor that America has right now. And I say that, I'm not saying he's the best. Jordan Burroughs is the best, hands down. And Jordan Dur- Burroughs is in the top three for grittiest fiercest competitors but Kyle Dake is a guy that gets up for every match this is a man that was going for his fourth NCAA title and chose to go up and wrestle David Taylor the only guy that had a shot at beating him he always brings his a game he's always scrapping it out and duking out and to see uh, a college kid Jaden Cox at a level that he's never competed at go in an ultimate slugfest in the finals of the Olympic trials with Kyle Dake after beating guys um that you know People maybe didn't think he could have beaten or he never really had proven that he could beat. And then to to focus his energy and take on a guy like Dake and win in three matches mentally. What I learned about Jaden that I didn't know about Jaden is how mentally strong this person is. Mm-hmm. Um, And I was thoroughly impressed with that because I've – and I know Kyle Dake's undersized and stuff like that, but just for him to stand toe-to-toe, eye-to-eye with Kyle Dake and bring the heat and come out on top, it really, really impresses me.
0: Yeah, 100%. And um, I give you know, Dake had a battle first, or it was quarters, not first round. Um, Richard Perry, and I'll tell you what, my, my high school coach who was at the event texted me and thought, uh, he thought Richard Perry got screwed over uh, pretty hard.
1: He did a little bit, his, but not in a, his, Well, his reasoning was,
0: was well, let me give you his reasoning, and then you can, you can say what you think. His reasoning was that off of that double leg, sequ- double leg chest lock sequence, where I believe they did go 2-2, two and two, is that Dake's butt hit out, and technically by the freestyle rules, which is a stupid rule, but is a freestyle rule, once the butt hits out, you can't score any points. So he thought it should have been 2 nothing plus the challenge point is what he
1: thought. Yeah, and I don't disagree with his interpretation. I, th- I think we're thinking of the same sequence and same flurry. That was called under question. Yeah. But because of the fact that Kyle Dake, I feel, is such a gritty competitor, there was time left in the match where even if it didn't go Dake's way, Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't doesn't ensure that Richard Perry was going to win. All I'm saying is that that bad call, which very well could have been a bad call, wasn't the difference in the match. It was the difference in the complexion of the match, which is fair. I think it's a fair comment. I thought it was a tough call.
0: Sure. I can see that for sure. So um, yeah,
1: and then you had you had Dig, and Taylor in the semis. Did man, you watch that? that? That's depressing.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just like T- David, it's just in his head that he can't beat Kyle now. It sucks. Um, yeah, I well, mean, we've you both can been almost kind of, but you can almost kind of see it in David in the intensity he wrestles with that he doesn't really have the expectation that I'm going to win.
1: Yeah, Which, well, let me tell you something, Ben, and I'm okay. sure you've been there. Mojo matters. You know yeah. what you think in your mind not when you're training because I'm sure the tra- what you think in your mind at the moment of truth the most critical moments in the wrestling match or a tournament or the year or whatever it is that stuff matters oh, man oh yeah
0: it does it does
1: 100% and so he's got the Jedi mind trick on himself right now with Dake because I think a lot of David Taylor still do he's going to be incredible going to have a great another four year run here but yeah I mean there wasn't really a time where you were like, David might win. Yeah, it was.
0: Yeah. Do you,
1: did you feel that way?
0: No, hundred percent. I felt. I felt that way. Hundred um, percent.
1: I will. I will say that if you give David Taylor four more years and you give Kyle Dick four more years, if they both choose to stay up, David Taylor can grow into that weight class.
0: Yeah, and Kyle will probably be the other weight class. They should add a third weight class in there. But yeah. We'll see. By the uh,
1: way, are my kids in the background upstairs? Yeah. Are they ruin our no, podcast?
0: You can, be, you can barely hear them. Okay. Um, Sorry. The, J- Jaden versus uh, Clayton, which, man, this one class is deep because Clayton doesn't seem like he should be an eight seed at all. Um, that was a battle the first. Did you get to watch that one? It was a battle. And, and Durant, uh, I did not see and, Jaden and Clayton. Yeah, he actually had Jaden got a takedown with you know 15 left to win. Um, yeah, it was a really good match. Really tough match.
1: So, what do you think the po- probability is of Jaden qualifying the weight? I know you don't know the world level ins and outs, but what um, do you th-
0: well, I read an article in which stated that it was. It said at sixty-five kilos, there was still quite a few of the top guys that had not qualified. But at eighty-six, there was pretty much the majority of the best guys had all qualified. So there weren't very many really, really tough guys left in the field. Obviously, that's going to play into it. So. Um, you know, and, and with the unbalanced unseated brackets, that's what you're gonna get sometimes. Sometimes it's gonna be seated correctly or you know, randomly drawn correctly, and you're gonna get all the better guys getting all the qualification spots, and sometimes it's gonna get drawn stupid and you're gonna get, you know, a bunch of guys who don't I don't wanna say don't deserve, but normally wouldn't win if you put them in a regular seated format.
1: I agree. And the other thing that I would say is even if it was a tough road for Jade, which I do think he'll qualify the weight, especially after watching him last weekend. But his style um, the way that he wrestles is like European-style kryptonite. And <laughs> it is. It really is. And, and I would have liked him to qualify the weight more than maybe someone else that would have made the team over him. I would have said, well, Cox has a better shot of going in there and mowing through all these Mongolians and everybody in okay. Eastern Europe than, than someone else in the weight. Um, I'm, not, I'm not even naming names. I'm just saying yeah. that I, I like his style internationally. And um, I think he's going to get it done.
0: Yeah, I, you know what? And I actually talked to Coach Schmidt the day after the trail. It might have been the night of the trials. I, yeah, I get, I always get messed up over here. Sometimes, like you know, it's the morning here and it's the night over there. But except, yeah, I to can people, tell by
1: our text. It's like when we talk about what time we're yeah. going to record. It's like a negotiation or something.
0: Uh, well, when you talk, <laughs> when, like, I'm talking to other people. It's their night. Then I start thinking it's my night. You know,
1: but it's not my <laughs>
0: night. It's my morning. Uh, so it's you terrible. get all messed up. Um, Jaden didn't have as of Sunday when he made the team, he didn't have a passport and he'd never been out of the country.
1: <laughs> Dude, he needs so they leave Saturday for Mongolia, I do know that, which yeah. is two days from now. Yeah. He absolutely needed government help to get his passport because oh, sure. you you can't you can't pay you can't pay enough to get it expedited within two or three weeks.
0: So, yeah, I mean, obviously, probably they're, they're looking out to help their Olympians. I'm sure USOC got to sure. have some pull. Yeah,
1: it's it's obviously not an issue; they'll get it done. But he needed, you know, Obama needed to get involved and, you know, help huh. him out.
0: That's funny. That is funny. Hey, the other one, the other guy I want to mention is bracket. I thought Keith Gavin looked, you know, like I said, I only watch side. I thought Keith Gavin looked really good on the frontside. He he beat up on Ed Ruth and. And you know him and Jaden was a battle, and you know Keith's getting a little up there. I think he's thirty-one now, so uh, that was good to see him still get in there and scrap so hard.
1: Yeah, I can't believe I didn't bring him up. I trained with Keith every day for um, you know the better part of two years at the RTC, and yeah, he did have a great tournament. He did wrestle real well. It's funny, um, I forget who he was wrestling. Uh, Who did he have? Um, Who 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 bowed him out in the championship side? Was it Jaden? Yeah, Jaden in the semis. So when they're out there wrestling, I was sitting next to my buddy, Jesse Lang, who's my partner at Rudis, and I said, hey, man. I said, you see Keith Gavin out there? He's like, yeah. I said, as crazy as it sounds, when I was going 211, he and I would work out together, and he's a small 189-pounder. I'm a big Mm 211. I said, we would work out together, and obviously because of my size, I would do better against him. I said, but at least once a day, at least once a day, Keith Gavin would take me down. In ways that were so embarrassing. Like it would just, it would make you feel like you're the clumsiest person on planet Earth because, you know, he has all those short drags and everything that he's always, he's, he's just a, a tricky wrestler. So, anyways, funny little sidebar about Gavin, but <laughs> yeah. lovely guy, did a great job. You know, the Olympic trials, Ben, are so spooky. They're spooky for me for obvious reasons, but they're just spooky because it comes around once every four years.
0: Yep, exactly. And
1: so you, when you see people go down, you're like, it's either definitely it for them or it might be it for them either way it's, there's not just next march and so that there's a lot of levity in the arena when you really think about all those things and it makes you think about the people and all the people that you know personally and you know you just start to get like heartbroken and excited for people yeah. on a level that on a level that i don't experience when I watch the NCAA's or states, I could I guess I just feel like yeah, no, you can get it back next year. You know?
0: I, I agree, hundred percent. It's a it's a career ender. I mean, just, right? I mean, in that weight class, Gavin's done. He ain't making another run. Herbert's yeah. not making another run. I mean, right? So there's two right there. You know, I, I would assume that Dake and Taylor will continue on. Um,
1: I would hope so, and I would assume.
0: And, and Ruth's going to MMA, so he's done, right? So yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you're right. It's just, yeah, I, I agree 100% that feeling. Um, yeah, Ed Rusko and MMA, I think that's exciting. I think some of our top, that's a great choice for some of our top athletes. I, I try, given my opinion, that's a great option, especially for some of these guys who are 3, 4, 5, 6, and they're just kind of hanging around now making teams. Go fight. Make some damn money. You know, beats people up.
1: It's definitely an option for people that have an uphill battle to get on the team and it's a good option. I have nothing. I'm not judging at all. It's not a bad option for anybody, really. Mm-hmm. But um, but with Ed Ruth, he's a guy that, that could have, if he, if he made his mind up, I mean, it's conceivable to see him hang up multiple, multiple world medals or not. But either way, he's not one of those guys that's on the outside looking in, if you ask me. So I was surprised to see him make the transition. I mean, I've been hearing about it for about a year, so I guess yeah. I'm not surprised. I'm yeah. not surprised at this point. But I was surprised to hear that about a year ago.
0: I, you know, what I think it was a passion thing. I think, uh, you know, I think he just for some reason when he was done college wrestling, his mind had left it, and he wanted to go try MMA, and that was what he wanted to do. And right. you know, for something as elite as the Olympic level, if if your mind's not in at one hundred percent and you're kind of going through the motions, the results aren't going to be there. They're just not. It's just a fact, right?
1: Well, if you're gonna go through the motions, MMA is a lot better choice because you're gonna get paid.
0: Yeah, and the guys aren't as good. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Well, there you go. There's no way, no other way to put it, you know, put it. They're not, they're not as good. Um, so Ed Ruth's going to be outstanding in MMA. I think he's going to make a lot of money. I think it's a good choice for him.
1: You just went in and out there, but now we're back. Do you oh. hear me?
0: Yeah, I never, I never, I never heard you go out. So okay, so let's go. transit This transitions. I'll transition this time, Tommy. All right. From one guy who is going to MMA to another guy who should go MMA. Probably should have years ago. Andrew Howe he damn near fist fights people in the hand fighting. He can't beat yeah. Jordan Burroughs. Why doesn't he just go make some money and fight MMA? He would be very very good at it.
1: Maybe at this point he will. Maybe, Maybe at this point he will because he would be good at it.
0: How old is he now? You think twenty nah, seven? Twenty seven, twenty eight. Really old when he graduated.
1: Twenty seven or twenty eight.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'd I, say. But I mean, I think he'd be outstanding at mixed martial arts.
1: I do think he would be. He is a freaking physical dude, man. Yeah, and he wants to fight when he's out
0: there. Exactly. I was. I was watching the. I don't know. Was it the Deeringer match where, or Deeringer. maybe it was the Marvel match where he it was damn near like he came to throw and blows it in the match.
1: Oh yeah. Hey, the Jordan Burroughs guy. Um, <laughs> did you think he? I mean, I can't believe. I really thought Jordan Burroughs was going to have to work hard against how to make the team. I'll tell you and
0: what, I didn't even turn the match on because I knew it was going to be a
1: blowout. I went a Redfist. I can't believe I'm saying this <laughs> because it sounds so stupid. But Jordan Burroughs is awesome, man. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he just keeps getting better. It's just I can't relate. Well, No one can, actually, besides John Smith. I just can't relate to the fact that this man... Has four gold medals. He's going for his fifth, and he keeps getting better. As if he's a freshman at Missouri, and hmm. he went from you know five hundred before January. Now he's knocking on the door to make the semis or something. Like it's almost like he improves that much every year.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that was the question I asked him because I likewise I'd never seen anything like it. I mean, like he just keeps getting better every single year, and. Um, you know, he did have some trouble with that Russian, and I think you are seeing his age come into play a little bit more now. But I think he's also, you know, with with age, your your body slows down, but your mind's got to speed up to, you know, to make up for that mm-hmm. difference. is kind of what's got to happen. In my, in my experience, I think, and I think that's pretty well stated across the board. Um,
1: hey, so, are the kids ruining the show? No, my kids they're are good. Should I yell at them right freaking, now? Or I love kids. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> Should I go beat him, Tommy? Hey, guys! Is that too loud, Ben? You need to be quiet for me, okay? <laughs> All, right, so All right. There you go. Good. That's an authentic podcast right there. There you go. Um, it- okay. Anyway. Go ahead. Keep talking about Burroughs. I mean. No, he's
0: great. He's great. He kicked everyone's butt. No challenge. Um, I was going to go to the wrestling class. I was going to say Deeringer looked good, but how is just that guy that. He's like the gatekeeper that no one can beat to get to freaking burrows burrows you know yeah he
1: is at this point but i think it's pretty uh impressive to that Jarringer made the national team it'll really help shape him as he goes into the quad where he really has a good shot i mean he was you know he didn't have a legitimate shot in my opinion um at this event but getting on the national team is good for his mind he's gonna get a little bit extra tlc um this summer uh, perhaps Andrew Howe doesn't want to put in the training this summer. Maybe he's done wrestling. If that's the case, then Derringer will be the alternate on the Olympic team. They'll treat him that way. They'll train him that way. He's so, going to be – Mary
0: would be the alternate, right? Or did Derringer win the true third match?
1: Derringer got true third. Oh, ah, okay, okay. Now you psyched me out, but I'm 95% sure he got true I'm third. So, I'll look it up. Yeah. That happened um, when I was sleeping. Yeah, I think Derringer got true third.
0: I'm looking it up right now. All right, you got Deeringer, two one two third.
1: 2 Got it. So so I think getting that done, getting that um, type of elevated treatment from the national team, whoever the national coach is and what have you. <laughs> oh, you guys going to? Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> Love you guys. Love you. Good night.
0: Good night. Good, night. Good night, I
1: guess. Four kids, give him goodnight. good night. Love you. And uh, one girl. There you go, Ben. What do you think? Is that good you, for the show? You
0: should have said good night, Uncle Funky.
1: <laughs> hey, say good night, Uncle Funky. Bye, Uncle Funky. <laughs>
0: That's funny.
1: Uncle Stampede. I don't know where that came from. Okay. So back to Derringer. Anyways, I was impressed. I thought he had a good tournament, Ben. I'll
0: tell you what, though. I don't. I don't. I never read much into the Wrestlebacks at the Olympic Trials. Because that's the one... Where, like you were talking about earlier, this is crushing people's dreams, right? They lose on the front side. They're like, uh, ah, F it. I didn't really want it that bad anyways. <laughs> I'm going home. I mean, you see the amount of injury defaults? 86 kilo is crazy how many injury defaults were on the back side.
1: Oh, yeah. Didn't like that at all. That,
0: I mean, I I, I got to understand. I... I I've only not wrestled in Wrestlebacks one time, and it was when I made that comeback in 2010 to wrestle at the Trials. And I lost in the semis, and I would to wrestle wrestled Nick Marable in the, in the Wrestlebacks, and he was my teammate at that time. And I said, you know, I'd rather have you take third place and get the national team stipend, because I'm not going to wrestle next year. Right. And uh, so I forfeited to him, and he took third and got the national team stipend, so that was good. Um <laughs> But besides go. that, you know, I've always wrestled in wrestlebacks every time. So I'm not the kind of guy who just throws in the towel. But this is a situation where I get it. I really get it. I understand why they're not wrestling in wrestlebacks.
1: I get it. Um, I understand. But I feel like, you know, wrestle the way you've always wrestled. You know, approach the sport the way you've always approached it. You know, but, yeah, at the same time, I can of understand. so. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll leave it at that. All
0: right. So, it is good we went this way because now we have the two most interesting brackets for the end. So, we got 40, uh, 145, 143. I was mm-hmm. calling 145 still. 143, 65 kilograms um, Frank Molinaro. I I don't even know what to say. Don't even know what. To, well, I don't wait, know
1: what so, to say either. Anybody that 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 picked him to make to win the trials is Unless lying. you're Frank Molinaro, lying or his family, even if you're Kale Sanderson, you're full of it if you're telling me you picked Frank Yeah. What do you think?
0: I, no, I agree. Um, one thing I did want to bring up that no one no one had brought up about Frank yet is, what's with that freaking haircut?
1: It's terrible.
0: Terrible. I didn't see anyone it's, talking about it. It's terrible. And
1: you've had some funky hair, Ben. So, I mean, it's, it's like, terrible. you've had some hairdos before, and this is, you know, Jersey Shore haird- hairdo.
0: Seriously, bad.
1: But... Let's stop talking about that and start talking about how well he wrestled. I mean, this guy—you know—it wasn't a one-off. I mean, the the turn—you know—you can say what you want, but that's why you go out there and wrestle. And you know, beating Metcalf and then losing to Steber and then getting fifth—that's a one-off, right? Mm -hmm. Beating Metcalf and then and then getting on a roll and and you know maybe knocking Steber off, but having Pico dispatch you, you know. Eh, it's it's a nice little run. But what he did, who did he beat before Metcalf, by the way? He beat someone.
0: Kelly kicked off.
1: So, I mean, it wasn't a one-off, in my opinion. I mean, I didn't predict it. I didn't see it coming. Admittedly, I had no recollection of even considering him. But that event for Frank Launera was not a one-off. He got it done.
0: Yeah. You know, I went back and I looked at, the, the past few year Open's results and it's just like yeah there, there was nothing that was pointing to this it wasn't like he was getting better he did have a good finish in 2014 at the trials mm-hmm. uh, he had a good finish there but he beat remember he beat Humphrey at the last second in the right third, right third third place match but you know before and then he was fifth at the Open that year and he was fifth last year at the Open there's just nothing pointing to this happening
1: absolutely
0: so they, I mean I don't
1: even know where to start I mean he he slayed every dragon in the weight class that he could have possibly touched on his way the
0: one thing the one comment that you know because I'm on, on my Twitter feed I have some wrestling people following me but I have a lot of MMA people follow me also and the one comment a lot of people make those uh, which I don't know if you realize this is he he only had two wins on the day he had two wins he had one loss and he had three ties.
1: I do notice this and, stuff, uh, <laughs>
0: which is obviously not. That's not an incrimination, of Frank. That's uh, an incrimination of the stupid UWW rules. But uh, so yeah, so I mean, whatever he got, he got it done. It was close. I think. Uh, I do think after looking at the list of guys that'll be in Mongolia and then the following term in Turkey, he unfortunately he might have a tough time. Yeah, but he could maybe he's gonna surprise us. Um,
1: I hope he gets it done. I think that. Um, you know, Jaden Cox has a European kryptonite style, and I don't think that about Frank Molinero. And then he's wrestling in a tougher weight class. So I mean, it's all about the United States. Once we get a guy, once once our guy is picked. So I am a giant Frank Molinero fan. Um, but I think it's going to be tough sledding for him.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, so what do you think about Pico? In his first two matches, I think highly entertaining. So the first one, he goes down. He went down 9-0 to Ness. Comes back to win so, 29. And then, and then right after that, he was losing to Oliver, and he just dis- – I thought he broke Oliver.
1: So full disclosure, I was not in the arena for the Ness match, and I was Matt's side for Pico Oliver. So, so I had uh, two different vantage points. I didn't get to watch the – but down nine nothing. I think Jared Lawrence was in the back in the warm-up area. I think he told me that not only was he down nine nothing, but Ness had a gut locked up. Oh really? For the tech. For yeah. the tech. Yeah. So that's about as close as it gets, and he wins twenty to nine. And then yeah, I watched him wrestle um Russell and kind of like the Snyder Varner series, not the Snyder Varner match, but Sneer series. I actually kind of thought Pico was gonna win for the better part of the match, even when he was losing. just felt like something was going to happen. Um, yeah. uh, Oliver gradually wore down. It's just every minute he was a little bit worse than the previous minute, if that makes sense. Um, but, yeah, he wrestled incredible. Wrestled incredible and beat Oliver.
0: Yeah, uh, I, you know he was kind of on fire. Obviously, Reese wasn't himself in the semis. I, yeah, I, think no. it, I don't know what he did. Obviously, I wasn't there. It looked like he hurt himself in the final bit of the jimmy kennedy match
1: he Um, did he was he was not he was not reese humphrey that was a nice little buy for pico um and that's not anything against pico but it it it, reese walked out there i think after the first takedown reese was just kind of like i can't i can't go
0: yeah yeah um rutherford was a good man you know well we didn't even talk about james green so yeah I mean, he so this, this was a crazy stat that James Green, Metcalf, and Jordan Oliver all went 0-2, did not win a match in the bracket. Like, what would the odds of that have been? Like, if I put in Sim Vic, what's the odds? It's it's something like 30, 40, 50 to 1 minimum, minimum possibly yeah, higher than I'm that.
1: Not, I was thinking a couple thousand to 1.
0: Damn, we could have made some money, Tommy.
1: Well, th- th- just think about those three guys going 0-2. Yeah, it's
0: sh- shocking. Totally shocking. I mean, green, green obviously is a victim of the weight classes. I feel like, I feel like I can say that. Um, Looks like this is too just too small for him. Wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been there. I guess I I felt like I was a tweener too, and um, you know, you've gotta you've gotta wrestle that weight class a lot, a lot, a lot. If you shrink your body and atrophy your body, Ben, as you would laugh at me when I said that yeah. last episode, but it, you just don't shoot down and shoot back up and feel good the next day. I mean, it's it's a process. I think it's very scientific. And I think he did his best. He did the right thing. I would have rather gone down than gone up to wrestle my big brother, Jordan Burroughs, who beats the whole planet. Um, but it yeah. didn't work out. It didn't work out. So
0: Yeah, it's the, it was the right choice. You're right. 100% yeah. the right choice. But
1: And he probably did all the right things. He probably did everything right. Or as best he could, you know, and it's just not in the cards, you know what I mean? Yeah. I guess I'm agreeing with you. He's a victim of the weight class deal.
0: Freaking EWW. So I'm sure he'll go back up to 154. It'll be it'll be very interesting next year, out of this bracket, to see. Let, let, you know, let's do this, okay, Tommy? Let's do this.
1: I can see Logan Steber going down. Wait,
0: let's go. You get you get four choices: down, up, the same, or retire. Metcalf. Okay. Retire, retire. Molinaro, same, same. Russell, down. I think he's gonna retire. I think he hangs it up. He's he's gotta be what twenty nine now, thirty. Yeah, yeah. I say he hangs it up. Okay, uh, Steber, down, down. I agree, he's gotta go down. How about Futrell?
1: Well, I would say down, but when I see him, he's like built like a brick shit house. He, so, he's
0: wrestled the weight class below, correct?
1: Yeah, he just looks huge. But yeah, he should go down if he can.
0: Okay. Uh, Zane s- same, right? Same, same. James Green up. Up. Kennedy down. He See, so he's a guy to me that's wrestled he's wrestled that lower weight class before. But he and sure doesn't. Piece. He sure doesn't look small. He, does no, not, he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't. When, he, when I'm looking at him next to these other guys, I'm like, oh, he's he's a different weight class. Yeah. He, you know, it's not like that. Right. So he kind of looks like he looks like he's filled out at 65. I don't. I don't know. I don't know him well, so I don't know if that's a fact. But he sure looks to me like wow, he's filled out at 65 kilo. Right. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he goes down. All right, Dean Hile. Um, same. Same. I'm guessing Chamberlain. Yeah. I bet he hangs
1: uh, it up. Yeah, hang it up.
0: Cause he's he's pretty old now. I mean. Yeah. Not as old as me, but he's getting up there.
1: Uh, <laughs> how old are you, Ben?
0: I'm thirty one. Gonna be thirty two this though. year. But I'm really young for my grade. So some of these guys who may be a grade or two younger than me are not, you know, too when much. When was your birthday? july 18th it was
1: in the summer oh man dude i was june 3rd i thought i was going to be younger than you
0: yeah for the grade it makes a difference it's really annoying yeah i was
1: 17 at my high school graduation sure so were you damn
0: so yeah i agree that makes a difference mm-hmm. big difference um okay so we got uh reese retiring you you would actually know the real answer i'm gonna guess
1: i don't I actually don't know but i think he should retire not because he's done but just because he's got two kids he's been on a couple world teams, and he's definitely he's absolutely a tweener. Like Logan is maybe a tweener, Reese is a tweener, and I think you should hang it up because of that.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know what? He's he's, at, he, great, he's, at, by he's way. had a great freaking run, but you're you're right. He's getting older, and I think with the thing that a lot of these people look at, right, is they're not saying how am I going to do next year, right? They're saying how am I going to do in 2020.
1: Well yeah, that's that's, that's uh, I mean if if I and I'm sure you're you're the same way Ben I mean you probably would have wrestled more if if the Olympics were every year Yeah <laughs> You know I mean I 2012 I, I didn't feel old I just knew that by the time I got to 2016 I probably would be so I stopped You know what I mean and yeah, I think that's what that's, they're trying to bet hedge that you know what yeah, I mean and
0: that's and that's exactly it because no one so every, you know, everyone's shooting for the Olympics. They're not, you know, the world team, if you make those on the way, that's great. But the Olympics, you know, hold such a higher status uh, for everybody. That's, so I, sure think, I think that's what you're looking at. All right, so you're saying, I'm thinking Reese is retiring. You're thinking probably I'm also. Think-
1: yeah, and the other thing is Reese is just a pretty diverse, well-rounded guy. He's got plenty of options too. So some guys wrestle because they don't have any other options. Yeah. Reese, Reese is not like that, so.
0: All right. Uh, Aaron Pico, at the ripe age of 19, is he going to retire?
1: I heard he's done. I heard he's I done, heard, too. He's going to go fight. I heard no way, no how is he going to ever wrestle again, and that blows my mind.
0: Yeah, it's, it's almost sad disappointing for well, for Team America and for us just to see his development. You say Team America. Team America, F yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, um, yeah, man. I don't think that's good for his MMA career either.
0: Nah, I, I would say it's if he wants to be good at MMA, it's the proper time to transition. He's I mean, I was, him. I was twenty-three. He's less marketable. No, he's not. I think I mean,
1: you're gonna marketable. wait four
0: years to put an Olympian on your title. You know mean fights he could have in four years?
1: That's a good point.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's that there's the it's not there. So yeah, I mean, it, if if he's really if I would say I would actually do the opposite. Of him. If he really wants to fight, if what he wants to do is be a fighter and make a lot of money he has to go now if he waits another olympic trials he's going to be 24 by the time he takes his first fight right now he'll be probably be 20 when he takes his first fight um yeah i would say he's got to go down okay um which yeah it's sad, it's sad for wrestling but is uh i think we're gonna see him do really outstanding things in mixed martial arts i think he's gonna have a great career
1: wah wah, wah. <laughs> those
0: <laughs> idiots who go over to MMA they don't know what to uh, do
1: yeah come on
0: uh, alright Jason Ness retire yeah. he's older
1: he, hmm. he's not older but I don't know maybe go up he's fun man he's fun to watch
0: yeah he is I'm, I'm gonna go with, I think he's going to retire and then lastly Jordan Oliver what do you think about him he should stay I think he's going to fight Really? That's what I've heard. I mean I I don't know Jordan, so I don't know if that it's a fact, but I have heard that he wants to fight. Wow. Crazy, right? It is crazy. Well, I mean smart you know, honestly they see how much some of their buddies are making and they're like, damn, I want to make some of that money.
1: Some of that cheese?
0: Yeah. I mean you know, That's by the time you're twenty seven, twenty you're thinking about feeding your family and setting yourself up for the, the long run and you're not going to do it in wrestling unfortunately.
1: We, should, we, should, we should have an episode because I really want to get to the next weight class but we should have an episode Ben where we talk about the wrestling MMA dynamic and the crossroads that elite wrestlers get at as to whether or not they should transition over or stay and just all of the considerations that they need to make Sure, and why, why it's a good or bad decision depending on who they are Sure. Yeah. You think you think people would like to hear that us talk about that for like 40 minutes?
0: I think the wrestling homers would be like, that's stupid, everyone should just wrestle, even if they're only making $13,000 a year. <laughs> Deal with it. That's part of the amateur Olympic experience. Half these knuckleheads don't realize that the Olympics is not amateur anymore, that wrestling just doesn't have a lot of money in it. Yep, that's right. So, And there's nothing glorious about it. There's nothing glorious. That's, it's, it, they've kind of like... What is that noise? did you hear that?
1: Uh, yeah, I I'm hear it. I'm not
0: sure it. what that is coming through now. Um, But uh, there's like, the, I actually read this book that's very anti-NCAA because of all the regulations recently. And um, obviously I've read, you know, like Prefontaine's books is when there was the Olympic Committee was getting pushed back about the amateurism of athletes. And it's really funny how those two bodies were able to glorify this image of the poor athlete who's striving to achieve his goals. Right. Oh yeah. But being on both sides of the coin, making a lot of money doing what I do and not making a lot of money doing what I do right. In wrestling. And then it never Um, there's nothing that, that's any extra glories about not making money. It just, you're not making money. It sucks, you know? <laughs> so you, you know, you're going in the gym, you're working hard, you're scrapping the same way as if you would, if you were wrestling, not making any money. So, um, Uh, You know the 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 Olympic Committee and the NCAA has done this great job of this myth of there's something more noble, there's something more glorious about uh, an amateur athlete who's not making money. You know, never mind the fact that they're the ones who made up the definition of amateur, right? Right. So that's another topic. I I we got to do another topic
1: because I want to go deep on that. All right, maybe next week after my fight, we'll talk about it. Let's do it, man. Okay. All right, next weight class. It was most fun one of the
0: most fun one of the tournament, right? Um well, and rest, then the wrestling the, was, was the good. And the blowback
1: also. Well, yeah, I mean, we know what we're going to talk about mostly. But but let's just do the wrestling here. I mean, Garrett beat Ramos if it was not Oh,
0: don't, that was just – it was so ridiculous, Tommy. I was
1: outside for that. It, you know, the call wasn't – the call – I think I saw Willie Saylor tweet to somebody, watch it in a vacuum. It's like – yeah, the call in a vacuum um, wasn't bad. But guess what? We're not in a vacuum. You have to evaluate the whole dynamic of the wrestling match when you're going to caution somebody with 12 seconds to go.
0: And when, I mean, all, like I said, of all the other matches, there were very, very, very few cautions in the other matches. Yeah, no, it was a bad call. And then the other it, thing I don't get, you know, I hate about it is Garrett was the more aggressive wrestler for five and a half minutes of that match and then Mm -hmm. Ramos says and even the takedown Ramos scored was off of Garrett's attack and Garrett didn't finish properly and and Ramos was able to score a takedown, right? Yeah. And so he's the more aggressive wrestler um, and now Ramos says, oh shit, I'm losing so he starts shooting and Nishan, you know, is down blocking and circling. It's backing up but what is the difference between that and down blocking, holding someone in a front headlock and not moving, right? right? They're both avoidance of action. They're both situations where the offensive guy can't do anything, but you know because you like one more than the other that, that gets penalized, it's just so so ridiculous.
1: Or you feel pressure from the crowd, or both.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: Both. Yeah, it, it was it was a bad – or it was just a bad call. Either way, it was a bad call. I mean, I'm not going to try to make it more than it is. It was just a bad call. And that really did decide the match.
0: It did, 100%. You know it I mean? wasn't
1: one of those Richard Perry, Day calls. It was like, no, that was the match. Mm-hmm. and then Tony Ramos proceeded to make the break sign with ah, Rob. It's so like dumb. yeah you you really you really broke Garrett. I mean, he was cruising to a victory and the ref gave a a stalling call. He, he, there was no quitting Garrett whatsoever. no quit. and yeah, yeah. to Tony Ramos's credit, there was no quitting him either, but it's just bizarre anyways. um on the other side, bizarre. you had Dan Dennis, yeah had Dan Dennis running through the weight class. Wait, get wait, Tyler wait. Graff. We're not talking.
0: The, oh, okay. You're not going to talk about Ramos versus Coleman Scott?
1: Oh, I want to get over that. I'm just okay. t- kind of trying to. We don't want it to be all about Ramos because at the end, is the crescendo of our podcast is definitely <laughs> going to be about Ramos. But sure. Um, Graf, Techfall, Tomasello. Even though I was picking Graf to win, I mean, it showed it was it was probably the single greatest example or proof to me that you know, hey, this is the pros. There's another level out there, and I love Tomasello. and I think he's going to be on the very short list of people going to uh, Tokyo in 2020. Yeah. But, man, this year wasn't his time, and Tyler Graff showed that. So he wrestled great, and the, the match with him and Dennis was a great great match. So
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, Dennis to the finals on the other side, and then, yeah, the Coleman-Scott-Ramos match. Why don't you talk a little bit about it, Ben?
0: Well, I mean, it, it was a good match. It, it's really funny. Ramos is strong defensively because Ramos scored off of uh, Nishan's – attack in the first match, and he scored off Coleman's attack in the second match, and it looked like Coleman kind of hurt himself um, as he was going down, and then he gave up a real quick takedown right after they came back up, and then he took a little injury time, got his composure, and he went and got in takedown, which makes the match 4-4, four to four. and I thought he realized he was losing, because he had two one-pointers, and Ramos had two two-pointers, but he thought he was winning because he had a caution, which is is subservient to the two two point takedowns. So, yeah. Um so he starts celebrating and then yeah. the refs are like, no, 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 no. And then they gave the match to Ramos and then Ramos started celebrating.
1: Yeah. So Yeah, it was uh it was crazy. I was in the rafters for that. I was sitting with my buddies and I this is embarrassing, Ben, but I don't know the criteria that well. <laughs> well I, so, I thought it was
0: multitude of points then uh criteria then last scored is that what i thought it was
1: because because of this weekend and being there and and watching that match i now know the criteria a lot better but there's still features that i'm not really completely clear on anyways at the time since coleman scott thought he won i thought coleman (laughs) won so i was i was like oh cool coleman made it you know he was my pick so i'm like oh he's in the finals and um and then the whole thing happened i'm like are they screwing coleman over and I didn't really know. And then I'm <laughs> talking to people in the stands, and they're like, no. And I was like, oh, okay. So I guess Coleman thought he won. Hey, you want to hear a funny story?
0: Well, yeah, I love funny stories.
1: It's very similar to that story. 2004, I'm in the finals of the mini tournament. I just graduated from college two months prior against Tim Hartung. And it's two to two with 20 seconds to go. And I look over to my coaches, and I said, who's winning? And they said, you are. I'm like, cool. I'm cruising to the finals, of the Olympic trials. Oh gosh! So I down blocked, and stalled, and it was hard tongue that one.
0: What was it? What was the criteria there?
1: I forget, man. I forget. But I just know that I, my coaches told me I was winning. They thought I was winning, and damn. I forget what it was. It was just so long damn. ago. Long um, Dang, anyways. that's
0: crazy. Uh, yeah.
1: Damn. So crazy. who was it? Now we got the in,
0: finals. Brazelli? Who was it? Throw What's some, that? Throw someone under the bus.
1: No, that was Kenny Ramsey and Russ Hellickson. So yeah, it was that was tough. <laughs> um, right. So
0: final De- De- Iowa versus Iowa. Dennis. So I'm versus- not throwing
1: them under the bus. Just, <laughs> I didn't. know. I didn't know. I should have known too. So was, yeah, whatever. Dennis versus Ramos. Dennis versus Ramos. I mean, where do we start?
0: Uh, Dennis kind of kicked his butt,
1: right? Well, you got two Iowa guys, right? I mean, sure. Dennis is a little older. Apparently there's a big brother syndrome cuz Tony Ramos had not lost domestically in years. Mm-hmm. And he got he got beat twice pretty handily.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And then, yeah, so, that big brother that big brother thing matters
1: 100%. Oh, it matters.
0: Definitely matters. Um so I was thinking, you know, well before we get to the total Ramos thing, but what so, apparently, Ramos and Dennis did not wrestle in the room. And I see that as a huge issue because, because it's not like Tony Ramos can go wrestle with Metcalf. That's not a competitive match, right? He there? Oh crap. I lost Tommy. Well, I'll just keep going till Tommy it says he's connecting. So, hopefully, he reconnects. Um, so, in my opinion, with these new Olympic weight classes, it makes it really challenging because... I think you have to have someone in your weight class. That so as I was saying, Tommy, I thought the Dennis Ramos, they, they say they're not wrestling in the room at all. And I think that's a weird dynamic because as far away as these weight classes are, it's it's hard for you to wrestle, especially in the smallest weight class, hard for you to wrestle someone in your next weight class. You know, so for Ramos to bump up and go against Metcalf, that's tough. And the college guys aren't wrestling freestyle full time. So I think you need someone in your own weight class to go with.
1: No doubt about it i couldn't agree more i've been in that situation before. to say that it's easy is foolish as well it's not easy to 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 work around that and take the good away from it, but you know trying to minimize and mitigate the the stuff that's hard about it but yeah man you've got you want to be the best on the planet if you really want to be the best on the planet you've got to train with the best on the planet and you've got to put yourself in the best environment possible to win yeah. and um yeah, I thought that was weird. I really did. Yeah, and they
0: actually have um, you know, a good contrasting style where I think they have learn a lot from wrestling each other. And yeah, no doubt. So, I mean, so let's let's just get into it, what Tommy uh what Tony <laughs> said. So Tony ends up throwing him under the bus and saying Tom promised to be in his corner and they they broke promises, which he didn't really state explicitly what the rest of those promises were. Um, uh, but I, I think he comes off like a. I I've always thought he came off like a baby, but I think everyone else saw it here that he's coming off like a big baby.
1: Uh, it was it was bad, man. he, he his his interviews the whole weekend were kind of goofy. Um, but then yeah, he invited the controversy. He wanted to discuss what he discussed after the finals. When oh, you watch that interview. He didn't get manipulated. He didn't get taken advantage of. They didn't twist his words. They didn't egg him on. This guy wanted to say what he said.
0: And and he's reiterated it in a radio interview since.
1: I didn't know that. Yeah.
0: So um. So he he says he's sticking by his comments. He's not retracting any of them. He does not apologize for any of them. And he's he's sticking by everything he said right after the finals. So. Um, I think it's a super immature move. I mean, if you're if you're Tom and Terry Brands and Dan Dennis wants to come back, how do you not say, "Come on, Dan, let's go"? And if you're Tony Ramos, how do you say that's not a that's not a great training partner? Like I said, who who else is Tony training freestyle with in the room? The college guys—they're not wrestling freestyle during the season.
1: Listen, I think who's he going I think, with?
0: Tommy. Who I, who is he wrestling? For? If Dan Dennis is not there, who is Tony Ramos wrestling freestyle with? Gilman. Gilman's wrestling folk style.
1: I know I'm selling. It's just, it's, I don't even know what he's doing, but that's kind of just—I don't even know where to start here. As excited as I am to talk about this, I don't know where to start. I mean, he just—he—he he totally trashed a, a, a group of people that have played a tremendous role in shaping them, shaping him. He—he mm-hmm. he went after the 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 fact that. The Iowa wrestling coaches support and train and endorse the the effort of Dan Dennis, who poured his blood, guts, and souls out for the Iowa wrestling program every bit as much as Tony Ramos. And yeah. it's just be it's just beyond me that he would make make a mountain out of a molehill publicly and and do what he did with people. You know, you can agree or disagree or not or not like the Brands brothers and their tactics, but if you Operate in the inner circles of American wrestling like you and I do, Ben. Mm-hmm. You know that those are men of unbelievable integrity. Yeah, and to question their integrity or their approach or who they take sides with, they care about everybody in that program equally. I don't. I'm not trying to say that they sh- they care about Ramos more than Dennis, but they care about both of those guys They're equally. I, I, I believe that. I, I just believe that. I don't need any verification I, i've been overseas with tom and terry brands too many times to count i've been trained by them i've sat and had dinner with them lunch with them and breakfast with them in various times and just they these are honorable men with integrity and to say that they were taking sides or not doing things the right way it, it blows my mind especially when they help shape you as a as a person and as an athlete yeah i don't i don't i don't i don't I don't think that's the right thing. I agree.
0: Did he he really want both brands in his corner?
1: How do you think Daniel Dennis would? I mean, so how how would Daniel Dennis have felt?
0: I mean, I I know in your situation, you said, and this kind of policy I have with my wrestlers at AWA, is if they wrestle, I just don't coach. And you said Lou Roselli has the same policy with Ohio RTC guys. And, you know, in this situation, there's twins, so I think it's fair to split them. Each guy gets a twin, and then there you go.
1: Uh, So, so... Even though I think Tony Ramos acted like a total moron, and I don't understand or, or or buy into any of his opinions, the only opinion I will say is not, I think tactically, the fact that the Brands brothers coach against guys that, that train in their room, I don't think that, I don't agree with it. I don't think it lacks integrity. I just don't agree with it to the point, you know, Lou Roselli says, when Lou Roselli I, I train with Trevell, I train with JD L- Reese and Logan train with each other You've got, I mean we've got countless Examples of that And he, he gets us together and he's done with us And he said, if and when you guys Wrestle each other, you're going to need to find another guy To corner you, because I'll be in the stands eating popcorn Watching you wrestle, I'll do whatever i got to do In between those moments Leading up to the event, training you I'll train you all equally, I'll, I'll help you accomplish All of your goals, but I'm not cornering Against you, and I think that's a hell of a policy
0: Sure. And I think that's about the most fair way you can do it. And to be totally honest, Tommy, I think by this point in your career, having someone in your corner is not that huge of a benefit. I mean, by the time you're 25, 26, you better be able to kind of figure it out yourself.
1: I've always said it's kind of just good seats at that level. You just got good seats to a good match because they're out there doing their own thing. But you know the way he handled you know just if you go to the college level it's like nothing's better bigger than the program the coach the athlete nothing's nothing is above the program and i think what tony did was he took that situation he made it public if he didn't like how he was communicated with by tom brands or somebody if he felt like he was i don't think he was ever lied to but if he felt like there was a miscommunication error where he thought you know tom brands wouldn't Stand behind the table and watch both matches, and I think he did towel Daniel Dennis down in between periods. So, yeah. you know, if that if it wasn't communicated that 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 type of stuff would take place, you know, hey, just just say I didn't like that and it's BS or whatever, and, and go from there. But there's clearly a mental game there with yeah. with Ramos and Dennis, and when you add the fact that he feels like you know Dennis's efforts were being endorsed by his own coaches, it, it obviously set him off. But just just. Just speaking the way that he spoke, um, a lot of people want to give him credit for being outspoken, and I like outspoken people. Ben, you're 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 my yeah. co-host on this podcast. You're very <laughs> outspoken, so I don't have a problem with him speaking his mind. I just don't agree with what his mind thinks. Yeah, I think it's completely
0: <laughs> great point.
1: It's, I think it's ridiculous what he said, and I don't <laughs> agree with it at all.
0: I agree, a thousand percent. I agree. Ridiculous. He's being a baby. He needs to grow up. And he needs to mature. Because where's he going to go? Is he going to wrestle someone? Is going to go to a college where there's no one that's competitive with him? Oh, yeah, that's going to no, be great, that's what, be great what, for your what development. what
1: Ramos needs, what he wants, is he apparently wants two personal coaches that competed at the elite Olympic level, like Tom and Terry Brands, and he doesn't want to have anybody in his weight class in that environment, and he wants those guys to only, those two coaches to only focus on him. Good. Freaking luck finding that. Seriously.
0: And it's not even beneficial because you need someone to compete with on a daily basis. You need someone who's going to push you. I mean, you need that. And with the weight classes being that far apart, it's going to be hard for him. I thought Andy
1: Hamilton wrote a great piece in, um, in the Des Moines Register. I think that's the newspaper that he works for. But it's like, hey, Tony Ramos, when he came into college, he he didn't care who was in his weight class. He wanted to be the best in the country. He didn't. He was going to take Schwab out. He's going to take Zadik out. It didn't bother him at that time. And now all of a sudden, you know, it's it's a it's a big deal that there's a guy in your weight class that trains in the same room and you and and, and yeah. your coaches help him as much as they help you. Yeah. You know, you yeah. just you, when you get to the top of the pile, which Ramos is, when you're at the top of the pile, there aren't many people that can give you the appropriate training environment, whether it be good coaching, because you're an expert in wrestling already. So who can coach you that knows more than you Seriously. and can support facilitate your efforts? And then who are you going to train it against? That's going to really get you prepared for the Iranian and the Russian, and the Cuban. Guess what? You know you you have to associate, live with, train with, and be around your competition. And yeah. and that is just a fact in 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 any at at that level at the Olympic level. That's just the way it is.
0: Because there's so few elite level. Rel- yeah, I agree 100. So. Uh, I think we hit the nail on the head on that one. Um, any any f- closing thoughts you got? And next week I'll be back in America, and maybe we'll hit on that MMA wrestling dynamic, which is you know going to be interesting now because with the Olympic trials over, I think we are going to have. We already know a few for sure, but I think we're going to have a handful more um, making that jump.
1: Yeah, I think we should have an episode on the MMA wrestling dynamic. We also are gonna have Rich Bender on the show sometime between the Olympic trials which already happened and the World Cup, which is in early June. And I wanna get him on sooner than later, Ben, so we can talk about the national team coach candidacy right. what they're looking what are they looking for, um in, in a national team coach and then what is Rich Bender's thoughts on, you know, developing American wrestling, you know, blah, 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 blah.
0: Sounds good to me, Tommy. So you have a great night. I'm going to go eat some breakfast, and uh, we will reconvene next week.
1: Hey, go get in a fight tonight, okay?
0: I will do that, sir.
1: Kick some butt. Best of luck, brother.
0: Thanks a lot. See ya.